0: your retirement, safeguard your savings, and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Giocca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Giocca.
1: Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, President of Max Out Savings Advisors and host of the Max Out Savings Show. And we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. As always, the Max Out Savings Show we've been on for uh, over 10 years now uh, in Houston and uh, one of the top-rated financial shows out there. And, uh, and again, I want to thank everyone for for the good ratings we've gotten here and uh, that appreciate your support. The... And a show is all about saving money and helping people invest for retirement. Our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And that's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That means saving a minimum of 10% plus the company match to build up your wealth over the long term. It's pretty simple. Uh, That's the way that most people can make money. You might just be Bill Gates or... uh, mark zuckerberg out there and, and figure out another way to do it for but for most people this is a pretty simple way to do it and and as we talk a lot on the show is simplicity is is the key to building up wealth and and so just simply aggressively saving money then conservatively investing it uh really pays off over the long term so if you're not there now's the time to go to your hr person and talk to him about raising your savings rate something to think about huh, we got quite a bit to talk about on the show here uh Really a lot happening in the financial world and all, actually all over the world. And by the way, we wanted to give a, a little update on the Pope. I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, the, the, it's it's fascinating to me to to see it, it, the coverage on all the networks is like uh, here we are at the White House today. And this is a historic moment. Uh, President uh, of China is meeting with uh, Barack Obama. We can see him walking up and they're shaking hands now. And this is an exciting moment, historic moment. Now let's go over to the Pope. The Pope is getting out of his little Fiat 500. It, and it It's just, it, it's it's fascinating to watch. It's wall-to-wall coverage on the Pope. And here's the interesting thing, uh, a couple things. You wouldn't be seeing, I find this fascinating. You wouldn't be seeing wall-to-wall coverage on the Pope unless the ratings were pretty good were really good. And you got to figure these networks are pretty much getting their ratings close to real time. They they know what people are tuning into. And there has to be massive ratings coming off of of showing the pope, which means a lot of people have got to be just really looking into that. And I'm not Catholic, but but to me it it's great to see it because it's the, the networks are really they've not really been really pro-Christian. In 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 general, out there, and so this must be a shock for people in the East Coast, particularly in New York City, that people are interested in Christians and there's Christians in the United States of America. I mean, uh, and 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 but the, but the number, the ratings just must be astronomical for the Pope, just because of the sheer amount of coverage he's getting. So it's fascinating. A couple couple takeaways. Some friends of mine are are Catholic. They they've been a little concerned about the Pope. With his environmental stances and other things, and in, in 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 some of his stances against capitalism, in a, c- a couple points to make. Number one, any religious leader is going to be more on the side of of for the poor and more the side for for the people, and so you have to understand that. But a few things, the Pope made some changes when he talked about. Uh, he didn't talk about global warming, and he didn't talk about climate change. Very important point. Instead, what did he talk about? The Pope talked about climate degradation, and that's a very distinct thing. Global warming and climate change are products of the, of the, of the Democratic Party, and it's, it's, what they're saying is CO2 is destroying the world. The planet's going to warm up and we're all going to die. Therefore, we have to take control of carbon and once you take control of carbon through carbon emissions you control industrial policy and so the, so the democrats are very shrewd and they view this is this is a way to control industrial policy which means we're going to tell you what type of factory to put and where you can put your factory and we're going to control what kind of car you drive we're going to control all aspects of your life because it's so dangerous for carbon and it it is it is a socialist democratic dream Uh, Of global warming is because with carbon, it gives them control and they can act like the the socialists that they really are. And climate degradation is something different, which means if we're destroying the climate out there and and, and it's causing changes and and, and wildlife is dying and, and weather changes, then that's something different. Who are the big degraders of the climate? It's not the United States of America. It's Asia, particularly China, Where you can't the the air pollution in water. You should really take a trip to China, literally, to just see the the pollution. It's worth a trip to China to see the pollution, and it's not just in China. It's in Brazil where they're stripping out the rainforest. It's in the jungles of Sumatra in Southeast Asia. Uh, where they're they're destroying the uh the jungles to to produce lumber and at the same time then they can plant uh environmentally friendly uh palm oil plantations to, with renewable resources so that are wiping out tremendous amounts of, of 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 our environment and destroying the planet the same thing is happening in Africa uh, China wants to you know is is plowing under uh Thousands of, of 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 you know hundreds of square miles or more, probably thousands. They're putting in farms in in savannas in different places where where uh, wildlife is, so they can get produce more food for the Chinese. And, and and so this is a big turn of events because when he the Pope says climate degradation, he's talking about all all of us in the rest of the world in particular. When we talk about global warming. And climate change—that's a democratic agenda to control industrial policy in the United States. Two different things. The Republican Party stands up for climate degradation, and we want—we want a safe planet, an environmentally safe planet. We—we we don't want the government controlling every aspect of our life. Something interesting—I just thought I would point out, fascinating to me. Uh, so, uh, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at seven one three. Three three nine ten seventy. That's 713-339-1070 Right here on the max out savings show, and uh, we'll get your questions answered. A uh, couple other things I, I came across here, uh, looking at another another big story here. I want, really wanted to cover today is what's going on with uh, with Volkswagen, and Volkswagen there there's pollution control standards in cars and we all know that and and uh, there's gasoline engines and there's diesel engines well for Volkswagen's diesel engines what they did is they evidently changed up the software somehow so that they would pass the emission test and but but when they were in operation they they would they would still they would pollute a little bit more now a number of companies are out there or people are out there saying this is the end of the diesel engine I would love to have a diesel car when I went to buy my car. It was the one year they didn 't have the diesel i was I really wanted the diesel because, as an engineer, I really appreciate the fact that I can get a lot more mileage on a gallon of diesel than I can a gallon of gasoline and, and so for me as an engineer it, it 's interesting, and Diesels use a much higher pressure, which means they 're much more efficient and diesel per gallon has more BTUs than gasoline, uh, particularly with ethanol added to gasoline but it, and so understand, here's some of the numbers on the cars that, that are these super polluting cars that the government's all upset about is the Volkswagen Beetle gets 40 miles, 41 miles to the gallon. The Volkswagen Jetta 2 liter diesel gets 31 miles in the city and 46 miles per gallon on the highway. It And so we're talking about very efficient cars here. So, so understand that. Uh, when we 're talking about this is 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 these are very efficient cars, but they have uh, uh more nitrous oxide I believe polluting than it should be now here 's the interesting thing is the other companies like uh uh b m w mercedes the the some of the american automakers they use uh what's urea which is sprayed into the exhaust which which increases the amount of uh, of uh, breakdown of the nitrous oxide in the uh in the in the in the in the uh exhaust and so they use something different and no one could figure out quite how uh how Volkswagen was doing this and 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 so it it the, here's the problem so Volkswagen has dropped in price from 36 37 down to 26 it's a pretty massive drop in in price and they've lost uh, a tremendous amount of of market capitalization but what 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 were, you know? So the question is, do you buy uh, Volkswagen as value investors in the stock and bond market at Max Out Savings Advisors for our clients? We're sort of we're reviewing that and looking into that. A couple things that have come out though, is that is that one of the things you run into with 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 Volkswagen is is how do you quantify this? Uh, a couple things is there's the, the they're going to have to settle and somehow come up with some type of solution for this, and the cars might not be as powerful. There's also going to be lawsuits about this, as well, and particularly in the United States, because everybody, you know, the attorneys love these type of things because they can make a bunch of money, and and then, so, so how do you fix it? How much is it going to cost? What about the lawsuits? And then here's the problem in the United States: the fines could be up to 18 billion dollars. And in the Obama administration, they view corporate America, it, it, it. in the past we've always viewed corporate america as a job engine that creates jobs for the american people and exports and and is a good thing the obama administration views corporate america as basically a piggy bank that they could shake down like some type of south some type of african or mexican uh cartel and and so they they did it with b p with massive fines they've done it with other companies with massive fines and they, and they're so they're looking this is oh, this is great because we can get billions of dollars to shaking down volkswagen it, it, and so that's a really tough thing to think to look at. There's about 11 billion cars, excuse me, about 11 million cars with this problem worldwide. There's about 500,000 in the United States, but they have to worry most in the United States because the Obama administration is probably going to try to shake them down. So it's a very tough thing to quantify. Volkswagen has written off about $7 billion so far, and it's probably going to take some more. Uh, I think for now you want to stay away from it. it. if this was the Bush administration, I would say probably we could go buy it right here, and it's going to take some time, but you'll be okay. With the Obama administration, you never know what these guys are going to do. Uh, you know, they 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 could fine them a half a billion, or they could fine them uh, twenty billion dollars, and and so it's very difficult to deal with. So, so my advice is, it's 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 it, it's it's a tough one to figure. It's. The, the positive is these cars get extremely good gas mileage. I would love to get 46 miles to the gallon. And uh, my SUV, I promise you, will not get close to that when I'm driving out of town today. But uh, So something to think about, a little caution in the air. Now, if you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, the uh, Another way to look at this is is really... Well, it's just a tough call. I, I really think you're probably better off staying away from Volkswagen right now uh, until we get some more ideas of really what the cost is. It's knocked about seventeen billion dollars off of the com- price of the company, and uh, it, it's still a tough thing. And it's hurt a lot of the auto parts manufacturers. And 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 now it's 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 throwing the whole question of the whole diesel engines up in the air whether they can be cleaned up or not. Uh, diesels are exceptionally exceptionally uh, good engines and, and the, the BMWs, the Mercedes, the, uh, the general motors, the Fords, the, the Cummings diesels, those are, those are very, very top notch products. And, and so uh, I don't think it's going to, I think, I think if anything, it might just highlight the the much better gas mileage diesel cars get in trucks. So something to think about, uh, a couple things. We're going to be writing our max out savings report this week. Uh, we're going to be talking some about this. We're going to be talking about the markets, what's going on out there. What are we seeing? We're going to be talking about some. We're going to be writing up a little bit more about the asset protection you get in an IRA and in, in your 401k plan. Uh, we have everything from what our outlooks to the market, to what's happening in the world, to uh, to changes in the world. It's all in the free max out savings report. I write this report to help you with retirement uh, to help you save for retirement. Uh, That's what the show is all about. So uh, if you're not on this list, it's a free list. We send out a report once a month, and then you're good to go. Uh, So it's all you have to do is sign up, and it's free. So go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. And by the way, if you need some help with your 401k plan, these are very tough times for your IRA rollover. You can also go to the website and set up a a, a, a schedule a meeting with us, and I will sit down with you and go over your financial situation and see how you're set for these tough times. We're going to be talking about what's happening with the markets. What's happening in the world right after this quick break, right here on the Max Out Savings Show.
0: The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713 339 1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. It takes a Houstonian to know what a Houstonian needs when it comes to savings, investments, and retirement. And Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors knows what Houston investors need. This native Houstonian raised his family and built his investment firm right here in Houston. He knows that Washington and Wall Street can impact Houston investors, and he'll share that insight with you. For a confidential review of your investments in Ted's Galleria area office, call Max Out Savings Advisors or visit MaxOutSavings.com today. Ted Giocca of Max Out Savings Advisors.
1: Because I live and work here in Houston, I've seen how national and global events impact local investors. People at the bank, at the gym, at the park, tell me they're worried about the future. You know what? So am I. That's why I have a savings and investment plan. Do you? Do you feel secure? Spend an hour with me in my Galleria area office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. It's the Houston thing to do.
0: Ted Giocca, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit maxoutsavings.com. Consistently conservative voices on AM 1070. The answer.
2: This is Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, Governor Scott Walker, hero of conservatives, has pulled out of the campaign for the White House. He thought about it, he prayed about it, he said, no, I shouldn't, it doesn't do anybody good and in fact it does harm. After two of the highest audience-rated debates on record, what's the mood of the voter base right now? We'll hear from pollster and communication expert Frank Luntz.
1: They're angrier than you give them uh, credit for because they feel betrayed. They feel that promises were made to them in 2010 and then again in 2014. And they feel like those promises haven't been kept.
2: In Europe, the Syrian migrant crisis deepens. Former U.N. Ambassador Bolton is worried. Europe has a huge problem, and and at this point, there's no visible solution. Join us for our program and visit our new website at townhallreview.com. Town Hall Review.
0: Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max
1: Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Wow, what about uh Ryan, what about John Boehner resigning? Were you surprised? Yes, he was surprised. Uh that was a shock to me. You know, it was that was actually that was a big shock. I try to kind of keep track of all this stuff and uh it was it was you know, I, I pretty much figured that he wasn't gonna be back next year. But it's uh it shows you the power of the conservatives in the in in the uh and um, I think two things. It shows you the power of the conservatives, and it shows you how really worried a lot of congressmen are that they want to make it look like something's getting done because I think a lot of these people are worried about their own elections. And and, and so this is a real positive. Uh, I would like to, I tell you, for Speaker of the House, I'd really like to see Congressman Jeb Hensling, uh, Texan, uh, g- get the position. I, I think he's got a reasonable shot. We'll see what happens. Right now he's head of Financial Services Committee, but – but uh it, it, we we need a conservative in there and we we need to have some changes start happening and, and so hopefully we'll, we'll see something happen there we just have to kind of uh wait and see the uh you know I, I wanted to touch base uh not this week but the week before uh the, the federal reserve met and the decision they were trying to decide whether to raise interest rates on the fed funds and there's a lot of talk uh, about this in in it, you know, I could uh, – I've been doing this for probably, well, over 25 years now and in, in followed investments materially longer than that. And I've never seen anything like it with the, with this Federal Reserve. It, it seems like more and more the only er, only thing anybody's paying attention to is the Federal Reserve. Most people probably can't even, even remember who the Treasury Secretary is anymore because nobody – Talks about them, they don't talk about anything. All they talk about is Janet Yellen, and and I wanted to kind of when the Fed funds is the rate that the Fed lends out. Uh, it, it, it's it's the benchmark that a lot of 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 short term loans are set off of the Fed funds, and I wanted to give you a little bit of history of the Fed funds. I'm looking at a sixty plus year chart of the Fed funds rate, and it kind of it, it sort of goes up. And then it drops down and kind of goes up and, and drops down in in almost like a bell curve type of thing, but much sharper and it it starts out in the fifties at at one two three percent and goes up ultimately it and then we had inflation in the in the late seventies and early eighties remember the the uh gas lines and the inflation well the federal Reserve at that time raised interest rates up to the fed funds was Nineteen point nine three percent, nearly twenty percent, in July of uh, nineteen eighty-one, July eighth, and and so because they were trying to shut down inflation, they were going to break the back of inflation once and for all, and this is the way Paul Volcker did it. And then they dropped it, and it fell pretty quickly back down to nine percent within about a year. So a huge drop. And and right now. You you want to guess what the the Fed funds is right now? And of our listeners, the Fed's fund rate, in, and this is a little complicated, but but bear with me because this is a really important thing. It, it, the Fed funds rate is zero, and it's been zero since two thousand and nine. And I'm looking at a 50, 50, a sixty plus year chart, and and no, nowhere is even close to this. In in nineteen fifty fifty seven. Uh, rates were at three and a half percent, and then they had a a, a, a recession in '58, and they took rates to 0.95 percent, and within within less than a year, it was back up over over three over three percent, and and then in '61 in '60 there was a, a recession, and and Fed fund rates went from about four percent down to one percent, and they were there for about two months, and then they went back up over time. And then ultimately went up by 1981 to 19 percent. And we've gone seven years at Fed funds rates at zero. You said, well, Ted, what do I care about the Fed funds rates? Uh, the problem is, is when the Fed sets Fed funds rate at zero. Uh, and uh, we had Bob Rubin on the show, former tr- the Treasury Secretary, years ago. and uh, And he said, look, the Fed can only – Control short term rates. That's their main lever, short term rates. Now, he never dreamt they would do quantitative easing and do long term rates, but that's another story. We've had seven years of uh, nearly seven years of six, seven years of zero interest rates. The only comparable time in, in the history of the United States where this happened. Was in in the nineteen thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight, nineteen forty. At, at in the depression, and and, and 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 we talked a lot on this show, and long term listeners know on this show, we we called the financial collapse in two thousand seven. We 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 explained what was going to happen. We explained that investment banks were going to fail. Very controversial calls. We I said Lehman Brothers was going to fail in November of oh seven, and I remember it because I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be pulled off the air, in sure enough, it ultimately happened. We were a year early probably, but, we're, but we we explained what was going to happen. We explained why. We we explained that they were growing their balance sheets at 25% every nine months. They were buying loans. There was no way they could possibly be buying good loans in a real estate bubble with subprime loans that were going out. And, and we, we looked at how they were dicing up the loans and we realized that this was junk and we should stay away from it. And, and, and so I uh, Looking back, we've gone, We've had a financial collapse. Seven years with zero. In six years with zero interest rates. Now, they came up. They recently uh, this week. They, the I think three point eight percent was the second quarter GDP growth, or, or uh, that, that that they revised up. Well, why are rates still at zero? The economy in the United States in 1981 functioned. Now, it wasn't a pretty sight. It was pretty – the economy was pretty tough, but quite frankly, it wasn't materially worse than it is right now at 19 percent Fed funds rates. But the Federal Reserve is terrified that the financial system is going to fall apart if they raise interest rates a quarter of a point. And so what Janet Yellen is telegraphing is, hey, things are really bad out there, much worse than you people realize or understand. Therefore, we can't raise rates. And, and, and now they will say that, no, we're just being cautious and giving it time. But the message that they're sending is, look, a quarter of a point could bring down the financial system. Now, we just talked about in 1981 – the economy in the United States functioned at twenty percent at Fed funds rates, but somehow a quarter of a point is going to is it, it, and this this is the world we live in is it and the reason why this Fed funds is important this is why you're getting zero on your CDs this is why pensions pensions can't make their actuarial numbers insurance companies can't hit their actuarial bogeys and and uh, and savers aren't getting any; they can't. They're having trouble retiring retirees because they're getting zero on their CDs. They're getting very low interest rates uh, on their bonds, and 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 the Federal Reserve is 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 condemning a generation. Uh, to subpar returns where we cannot make our insurance numbers, our actuarial numbers, our pension numbers, and our retirement numbers and and and, 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 and this is a big deal and, and 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 really a lot of pressure needs to put on the, the Fed to normalize interest rates. look if the economy is so bad after six years of zero rates that you can't raise rates we're doing something wrong and we're going to have to go back and look at look what we need to do right. We we have two hundred years of in, of of history in the United States with, actually two hundred seventy. Actually, golly, I'm getting old here. It's two hundred thirty years of 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 history of economic history in the United States that built the most powerful country in the world, the highest standard of living in the world. Nobody even compares to that. I'm sorry, Barack Obama, but it's true. And we ought to go back to what brought us here. We should go got to go back to the Garden of free market economy. Uh, instead of 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 a planned economy and central planning by the government and particularly the Federal Reserve, it, it, and so this is something that we all want to watch. And the reason you should be concerned about these low interest rates: it's taking money out of your pocket. It's it's not letting you save enough money for retirement. The, your city or state or your com- company might not have enough money to pay for your retirement because they can't get the returns they need. And uh, insurance companies, and by the way, annuities, you know, a lot of these annuity companies, they're using actuarial numbers to guarantee TD's returns. They might not get them. I've been around long enough that we have dealt with annuities. The reason I don't sell annuities is because I've seen companies like Executive Life fail where clients lost their savings. You know, and, and people talk about these fully guaranteed annuities that you can make money if the market goes up and you can't lose money if the market goes down. You put all your money with Executive Life and you put your million-dollar IRA rollover and the company goes into financial trouble, you will be moving out of your house and into uh, assist, into uh, Section 8 housing. And so it's something to think about and something to understand in the world today. Now, if you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. Now the the point I want to get across is it's time we normalize rates. Rates aren't going to go up to five percent or ten percent, but they need to go up on the short end to one one and a half percent, maybe two percent, so the economy can function at normal rates, it, it, we, and we and and you get econ, and, and you get investments that are are normally priced and not artificially manipulated. Now we got a call coming in from Carl. Hello, Carl. Hi, Carl.
3: Uh, Ted, how are you this morning? Good. Good. Hi, uh, what do y'all think with the uh, pullback in uh, pharmaceutical stocks? What what are y'all thinking near term?
1: You know, I tell you what, I, I don't I don't think that's over in that sector. And, and here's the reason why: uh, two reasons. They're over. They're very richly priced in this market here compared to a lot of things, and I just. Gotta believe as the presidential election goes down the way, the easiest thing in the world if I'm a presidential candidate is to point out that drug company that raised prices from a dollar a pill up to five hundred dollars a pill or whatever. And I just talk about that all day long, how these drug companies are ripping you off and you're paying so much for your healthcare coverage. And so I, I look I think I think the run is probably over in that in that in that sector.
3: Thank you very much. I appreciate
1: it. Okay, thanks, Carl. Thank you. It, you know, and that's on the drug sector. Uh, Valuations are pretty high, and, and I, I think you're going to see a lot more, uh, a lot more back and forth on that. If you got any questions or comments, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Savings Show. The so the question now, Janet Yellen spoke uh, yesterday and and we or the day before' we talked about interest rates might they might raise rates in december it's time we get some normalization in the investment world uh because I don't believe I don't believe the capitalist system and particularly the u s economy functions at zero interest rates and it, th- there's some really good research on this, and it's also selfish for my clients. I believe we should be getting paid something at our money market funds and c d s and I think I think our clients in the savers in this country and the people that are prudent have made enough sacrifices over the last six years in its time that that they start getting paid a fair interest. And when interest rates go up, it's also going to shut down these companies that are running around borrowing money so they could repurchase stock, these corporations. They're not putting the money into plant and equipment. They're not hiring workers. They're not giving their employees raises. All they're doing... And they're not investing in research and development and building a stronger country. All they're doing is buying back stock so the executives can point out that they're doing well with the company. And, and, and I think that's wrong. And so I think it's time for higher interest rates. We've got a call coming in from Larry to 713-339-1070. Hello, Larry. Hi,
3: Ted. How are you today? Good. Thank you. Since you were talking about interest rates, uh, I had a question about interest rates on my inflation-adjusted savings bonds. Yes. Um, back in uh, 2008, 2009, when we had the big meltdown in the market... The interest rates on the ingested, inflation-adjusted bonds went to zero for like six months. And I can understand that because the economy was so bad. They are now at zero again, and the economy is nowhere near that bad. Why would the government be interested in shutting off uh, interest to savings bonds like that?
1: You know What they're looking at is they're looking at the inflation rates. And, and the inflation rates are so low in the short term, and they're also looking at the Fed funds rates, which is at zero, and uh, inflation is not there, and so the, you're just not getting the returns. Once inflation re- expectations start going up, then you're going to see, the, the, particularly in the tips here, you're going to see those things start rising. We're not seeing that yet.
3: So basically they're telling me as a, just as a small saver, individual saver, that uh, don't invest with us.
1: Well, yeah, but keep in mind if you put your if you take your money out there and put it into a money fund, you're getting zero percent in the money market fund. Then you put it at the bank in the same place. You're probably getting close to zero too.
3: <laughs> yeah, what a choice.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's a tough thing, and this is why I really th- it's. I mean, it's really time. There's some really good research that it's time to raise rates to somewhat. You know, maybe one two uh, percent on the Fed funds, which would start giving you a good return on your bond again.
3: Well, I'm convinced that the Fed is not going to raise rates anytime soon. I, it would be disastrous for our country. I don't know how we would pay for anything. Uh, the, the federal deficit would go through the the roof.
1: Yeah, it, it, actually, I don't think so. Here's what what I'm talking about here, Larry, and that's a great point is I'm talking about maybe a, uh, right now I'd raise it a quarter, maybe a half a percent. And I would say we're stopping. Don't expect to hear from us for a number of months unless the economy just takes off. I, I I think what we're talking about two things. In the past, when the economy has gotten better, the Fed, when they started worrying about things getting out of control, they start raising rates. What what we're talking about, and I'm so glad you brought this up. What we're talking about is a normal a rate normalization to take short term rates from financial emergency zero up to a normalized rate of maybe a a quarter to a half a percent in the short end, and then we see what it's going to do.
3: Yeah, you know, wouldn't it be nice if the market determined this? You know, if uh, rates were were unregulated and we could just see where they naturally would go.
1: Yeah, well, we had that for years, and, and the Fed manipulated it to some extent. But this is they, it, this has really gotten into central planning.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a
1: lot. Thanks, Larry. And that was uh, Larry with the question about how uh, the the savings uh, bond, the government savings bonds are the 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 fl- the inflation protected ones are. are Paying basically zero tips also uh, treasury inflation protected securities same type of thing those things trade on inflation expectations and as long as nobody thinks there's any inflation they're not going to move very much so something uh real interesting this is uh this is really the talk uh but remember with these low rates they're they're good to a point, but at the same time you're not getting any interest neither is is the government uh, for pensions the corporations for pensions, your insurance company for your insurance payments. This is all start and your retirement. It's setting back your retirement. It's affecting a lot of people it needs to change. Uh, give us a call. 713-339-1070. We'll be talking about some about the markets, where we're going from here, right. As soon as we get back from this quick break in the max out savings show,
0: the max out savings show at Ted Gioca will return shortly to speak with Ted Gioca. Now call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show.
2: Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Ted Gioca
0: of Max Out Savings Advisors.
1: Because I live and work here in Houston, I've seen how national and global events impact local investors. People at the bank, at the gym, at the park tell me they're worried about the future. You know what? So am I. That's why I have a savings and investment plan. Do you? Do you feel secure? Spend an hour with me at my Galleria Area Office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. It's the Houston thing to do.
0: Ted Gioca, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit MaxOutSavings.com. Get ready, Houston. Mark this date down in your calendar. Wednesday, October 14th, it's an evening with Ann Coulter and Hugh Hewitt at Houston Baptist University. The doors open at 6.30 with the main event at 7 p.m. Tickets are $25 online at am1070theanswer.com. Tickets at the door will be $35. Get your tickets now at am1070theanswer.com and join us for an evening with Ann Coulter and Hugh Hewitt. Wednesday, October 14th with AM 1070 The Answer. The Max Out Savings Show returns now with your host, Ted Giocca.
1: Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Yes, savings is also the Houston thing to do. By the way, do you realize that Houston is in the top five of all cities for saving money in 401K plans? In our, our The other ones are, are, are San Jose, uh, Hartford, Connecticut, uh, uh, San Francisco and us and so we're in pretty good company uh, This Texans are savers they tend to be very conservative and it, and it shows up in savings rates so if your your savings rate's not up there now's the time to get up there if you got a question or comment give us a call at 713-339-1070 and that is what Dean did hello Dean how are you doing
3: I'm fine, thanks, Ted. Uh I was just thinking about this uh, zero interest that the Fed has instituted. Yeah. I uh, wonder if anybody's given any consideration to the seventeen or twenty-six trillion dollars worth of debt, and if the interest rates rise, let's say to five or six percent, I'm not sure we're capable of paying it. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I, I think that's correct. And this look, what I what I, what I'm saying here is. Is I don't think you're going to see five percent interest rates because if they normalize and I think it's five point three is the average over the last fifty, fifty, sixty, seventy years, we can't afford to pay the debt. We've got uh, I want to say uh, it's over ten trillion dollars worth of debt, but they need to normalize the short end of the curve. And zero is at zero things don't function well. And so what we're talking about is raising the short term rates initially to a, to a quarter. To a half, you know. I, I've had talks with congressmen, uh, head of the Financial Services Committee, on this, and they all think rates need to come up some. And, and if you listen to guys, a lot of people out there, Bill Gross has been very vocal on this. A lot of people said that, that at at this rate, on the on the short end, that, w- that the economy really doesn't function well. So when we're talking about an increase in rates, we're not talking about a massive increase. We're talking about to get off of the zero bound.
3: Well, I understand that, and uh, I just wonder. I think it's time for an audit of the Fed, which has been proposed by Congress several times, but never instituted.
1: Yeah, they've had. I mean, it's been it's very tough to go up against the Fed. Uh, uh, look, I, I I think we we I, I, we have Congressman Hensling, who's head of the Financial Services Committee. I mean, he he has some con- real concerns about the Fed. I've talked to him at length about this issue. And and I think as Congress gets in there, particularly if we get a new Speaker of the House, I think we can make some real progress with the Federal Reserve now.
3: That would be great. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Dean. And so we we have another call coming in from Oscar. Hello, Oscar. How are you doing, Oscar?
4: We've been talking for four or five years now about the actuarial problem with these low interest rates. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, you, these uh, pension funds. They're going to be hit hard, man. And then remember the
1: Houston, uh, the city of Whitney? Houston's got a big problem because of these low rates.
4: Of course, and then you you can't squeeze the blood out of a turnip. Hey, and then you have the situation with uh, with the municipals. Uh, you know these pension funds. Where the hell they're going to get all the? Remember Meredith Whitney when she came up four or five years ago about the problem of uh, future problems with. Uh, you know, paying these the municipalities.
1: The municipal yeah, yeah, that that's, was actually that's a
4: huge problem coming forward, isn't it? Because yeah. of this.
1: Yeah. What Meredith Whitney said was that that the that the a lot of the municipalities are going to be in real trouble and could default in their bonds because they can't cover their pensions. That's
4: They're, right. Chicago, that's exactly
1: right. huge problem. Uh, people listening in Houston, your taxes are going to go up because Houston can't cover their their pension obligations right now. I mean, that's that's going to come up in the next couple years.
4: There's thousands of municipalities all over the the, the United States that uh if we go into somewhat of a recession and another thing you know is we haven't hit been hit by this in the real estate market, but low interest rates at a certain point they're very bad for uh for, for property values and, and like in you know like deflation and depression or cousins we haven't got to the cousin part of it, which is uh you know it's going to happen to they've been saying, hey you know go ahead and 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 go in to get these lower interest rates and and, and get yourself a, a house, yeah. But you could lose your principal by going in right now because of these extremely low interest rates. Yeah, People yeah. It's kind of
1: go... no. I it, it with the house the house and stuff. It's kind of it's it, it's sort of a toss up because on one side, Oscar, mm-hmm. you're probably overpaying a little for the house. On the other side, you're locking in historic low rates, and so there's kind of that. Yeah, but you could
4: have Ted. But you could have a depression situation here. I'm not gonna say we're gonna do it, but you know where the principle goes down. That's what Will Rogers used to say. So yeah, when you're getting one on the one hand, you're getting a break. You have the other situation where the house contracts because of a a depression deflation situation, which could hit the, the real estate market. So you know it's still a toss up. What this thing is doing—that's what I'm trying to tell you, yeah, right? No,
1: no. Yeah, look, I, I agree. I mean, there's real problems out there, and I think you've got to be exceptionally cautious in this market. I mean, we're, we're at the most defensive level we've ever been since 2008. Uh, and Can you imagine
4: this lady and then uh, Bernanke after six or seven years of this? Neither one of them could push interest rate a quarter point. You know, the ten-year Treasury historical is 4.5. And right now it's at 2.1 or 2.2. Yeah. They haven't been able, these people have not been able to, to raise it a quarter percent in six years or seven. You know, that tells you that, 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 that their total failure to normalize this thing the way it's supposed to be, right?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, I think we're, yeah, we're talking about getting off of that zero bound, and that's the problem.
4: Yeah, they can't. Because they got they got themselves locked in, and the rest of the world locked them in. What's going on in the rest of the world with with these so called emerging or submerging markets? So this is a very huge problem. That uh, like you say, they're not really telling the public what the hell's going on. So
1: yeah, no, they're they're being way too optimistic on yes. this. in in I look, I think they could take a quarter of a point, but I think they're fra- you frame it like look we're done with this emergency interest rates. We think the economy will function at a quarter, maybe a half and that's it. But look, uh, and uh, But, no, I, I think this is a major problem, and, and, and you're hearing a lot of people talk about it. it it's affecting – it's not just affecting your retirement as we talked about, but everyone listening is going to be paying higher taxes because they can't afford to pay for the city employees' pensions because of these low interest rates.
4: There's a whole lot of problems out there. There's not only one. This is a whole – this thing that we're in now, uh, it's uncharted waters, as yeah, they say. Yeah, and,
1: and uh, thanks for the call, Oscar, because I don't you. want to hit some of those before the <laughs> end of the show. Uh and, and Oscar's got a good point and and one of the things that we're we're looking at is 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 things are really tough around the world. And one of the things I wanted to cover, and this is something I talked about a couple of weeks ago, but I want to run by again. I'm looking at the performance leaders year to date on, on different asset classes. It in cocoa and rice are up fourteen percent year to date in canola. And then the dollar index is up 5%. In, in treasuries, 10-year and 5-year and 2-year treasuries are up. And then once you get past that, uh, the NASDAQ is even. And then every other asset class or almost every other asset class in the world is down. Japanese yen, uh, uh, gold treasury bills, uh, S&P 500, the Russell 2000, uh, hogs, milk, uh, corn. Uh, Mexican peso, Canadian dollar, Australian dollar, uh, gasoline, oil, uh, cattle, palladium, wheat, Dow Jones average, crude oil, oats, oatmeal, uh, Brent crude, Brazilian real, coffee, and lumber. They're all down across the board. And, 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 and this is very unusual. And what we're seeing is, is understand there's a real problem out there. The stock market has been held up by stock buyback programs. We've had record amounts of corporations buying back stock. Last year, corporate America bought back 3% of of the flow to the S&P 500. They didn't build any plant and equipment. They didn't give anybody a raise. They didn't hire anybody hardly, but they were able to buy back stock. And, and, and so it's making things in the market look better than they are we i just rattled off a huge number of asset classes around the world that are all down and uh markets around the world are down we're in a global deflationary slowdown and you have to understand this if you look at commodity prices they're underneath where they were in 2009 and so there's a real problem out there if you look at currencies if uh, year to date the mexican peso's down 12% the canadian dollar's down 12% the australian dollar's down 12% and the brazilian real's down nearly 30% and this is telling you that there's problems, and, and, and China's now devalued their their yuan, and they've assured the, – they, they, well, they didn't assure, but they said they, they weren't going to do a competitive devaluations. China has, I want to say, $3.4 trillion worth of currency reserve. That sounds real good, and you say, see, Ted, they're very powerful. They've burned through in the last three months $300 billion worth of currency reserves to fix that. They need about two point two, two point three, somewhere in their trillion dollars of currency reserves to function as reserve currency and to, and, to, and to maintain operations, according to the IMF. That gives them about one point two trillion dollars of stuff, and they've probably burned through that. They've probably burned two, two or three hundred billion dollars of that. So they don't have, and that was in three months. P- money is coming out of China. Think about this. If, if you're an American, you go, oh, we could go back to, to, to 1970 times we had gas lines. You go, oh, whoa. And when then we had 10, uh, 10% mortgage rates. This would be a disaster. Oh, no. If you're Chinese, you go, we could go back to the Cultural Revolution. You'll be moved back to the farm and probably some of your family members are going to die. Which sounds worse to you? And so if the Chinese think it's going to happen like it happened to them before, they're going to get frightened. They're trying to pull their money out of there and China's trying to stabilize their currency. The money's pouring out of China. They're burning through reserves. They're selling treasuries, and that's pushing up rates. And, and 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 the other thing that's happening is is that they also have to drop their currency because they need they they need to become more competitive since the dollar's got so strong and they've tied their currency to the dollar. And so the the Chinese yuan is going to go lower. That's going to put pressure on our treasury market, which is going to push up rates some. On the longer end, in, 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 over time. Now, right now, rates are going down because the markets are going down, and this is a very complex time. It, and you have to understand the markets, and, and 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 so you have to. And the message I want to get across today is, you've got to have a very defensive position for your investments. Now's not the time to be rolling the dice in the stock market. Things are, economies around the world are slowing down. Uh, we've had five or six years of of, of of zero interest rates. We've had a, a trending up market. The market has broken down under trends technically across the board, and it's triggered our sell signals. It, and not only that, economies are slowing down. You have to have that defensive plan in place. So if you need some help with your retirement, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. Uh, and we put together portfolios that that try to anticipate some of these things that are happening around the world and 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 get a plan in place to sit there and do that. I just rattled off a list. Look, most people have no idea what they're doing out there. If we've we've been transferring in portfolios here recently there I'm surprised how many of these how many there too many people out there are way overweighted in energy in this town their their, their advisors haven 't got them in defensive at all and, and and we see way too much risk in portfolios so if you need some help, uh, give us a call at uh, you can call us at the office and leave a message and i 'll get back to you at seven one three six two seven or just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. You can si- uh, sign up for an appointment. We, we got a lot of people coming in, but we'll, we'll get you in. And uh, you can also sign up for the free newsletter. That's free. We have a lot about what we talk about on the show, and a lot of stuff to help you out. Now, if you got into questions or comments, uh, we're coming in near the end of the show, but 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. We'll be happy to get your questions answered. Uh Talking about oil, I mean, oil, we keep, continue to get a lot of uh, questions on oil. A couple of things I'm seeing, this is an oil town, uh, is, and we've been very defensive on oil for the, all of this year. And at the end of last year, we got defensive, sold out much of our positions in the energy sector. And is production's coming down? That's a good thing. And projects are being canceled. And, and so we're, we're taking production out of the market uh, and, and I think over time that's going to bring oil prices up. Remember, forty dollar oil at this price is 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 very cheap because in the in, in the inflation has marched on for about twenty years now. And so I don't think they stay down here for a long time. But first, we got to shake out a lot of the marginal producers, and that's what you're seeing. Can we get Jerry in for a quick question, Jerry? Jerry, you had a question for us.
3: Yeah, Ted. Uh, good morning, good morning. Uh, Ted. I want first of all give you kudos. You've been right more right than anybody I've, I've ever listened to. And I was uh, also want to follow up is thank you. What, what, and I appreciate I'm going to call your office to make an appointment, but what is the minimum uh, that you need for someone to have an assets to come?
1: That's a good hundred thousand dollars.
3: Okay. Oh, that's, that's better than I thought. Okay. That's great. Well, I will call your office and get on your calendar.
1: Okay. Thanks a lot, Jerry. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah. for the kind words. Yeah. And you can uh, go to the website also at maxoutsavings.com and, and look this stuff up, uh, and you can set up an appointment with us. Coming up on the end of the show, remember the motto of the Max Out Saving Show. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. Now's the time to be cautious. Now's when you want to have the, your defensive plan in place in your portfolio. If you don't have one, give us a call. We'll help you out. But But you can do it yourself also just by having... Higher levels of cash. And take a look at your portfolio. If you're not comfortable with it, with an investment, you know now's the time to get to get rid of it. I mean, if you if you want to hold on to something long term, have a lot of confidence, stick with it. But but review your portfolio, be defensive, and have your guard up. I hope everyone has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. And go to that website at maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for that free newsletter. It is free. We want to help you. That's what this show is all about: is helping people retire and save. See you next week.
0: This has been the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors, produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.